Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about developing a training plan with the help of special guest Kevin Dunn of Neal's Remodeling, Design Remodeling in Cincinnati, Ohio. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hey everybody out there, Tim Fowler here, and welcome to another episode of the Tim Fowler Show. Keep those ideas coming in. I've shared uh, many times in the past that one of the most difficult things for me is just making sure that we have exciting and relevant ideas uh, for the podcast. So if you have some, send them to me, Tim at remodelersadvantage.com. So in an earlier episode, we spoke with the new production manager at Neil's Remodeling in Cincinnati. And uh, we were talking with him about the fact that he came into production management with a remodeling company from auto parts manufacturing. And uh, so I think it was an interesting uh, conversation. Uh, we're gonna be doing a few more like that with production managers that have come out of other industries. But he casually mentioned something about the former production manager, Kevin, who we have with us today, and him and how they were working on training plans for the team there at Neil's. And, you know, those of you who listen to the podcast very often, you know, I got all excited. And of course, what did I say? We got to have Kevin on the show because it was a, a just a great uh, topic. And so Steve and I have said it over and over and over again on the podcast in, in seminars that as an industry, we just cannot wait, or if you will, hope, that someone else fills the need for our skilled workers. And, you know, we've done our best to give you as many opportunities to look at how to get that done, but it's time for companies to start doing the training, uh, both at the entry level, but also with some of their more skilled uh, folks just to advance them along the, the way. Now in a recent newsletter, um, I, it's all in writing, so I didn't ask it verbally, but I asked this question, how many companies out there have a budget for training sales staff? And, you know, I've been in conferences and stuff, and there's lots of money being spent on training sales staff. The very next question is, let's just imagine a hundred people raise their hand when I ask that question. Then the next question is, how many of you have a budget for training production staff? And I don't know what the answer is, but I'm going to just about guarantee you it's five or less. Uh, there's just very few people out there put this in their budget. So like I said, that was done in an email. This is all verbal. So I don't have, you know, verbal answers for you, but I just know it's not enough. So we continue to beat the drum. All right, so Steve and I are going to keep beating that drum, and this episode is just a small part of that. So, Steve, let's jump into it. All right, let's do it. So, Kevin Dunn is the production training manager at Neil's Design Remodel in Cincinnati, Ohio. 
He has been at Niels for 17 years and started with the company as a lead carpenter with 25 years experience in construction. He has spent the last 12 years with Niels as the production manager. He managed the production staff from 4 million per year to 9 million per year during his 12 years with the company. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Thank you. Hey, this is really exciting. Uh, I've known Kevin for uh, several years now, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe maybe we'll come have you back on to talk about like how do you actually retire at some point? Because I think <laughs> yeah, I right. think that's the plan, right? The, the, exactly. Gonna get somebody else in that high stress role and yes. uh, start working toward retirement. Is that right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. All so right. I went to um, I went to our owner about a year ago and sit down with him. And I I said, I'm going to be turning 62 this summer. And I said, I think it's time that we um, start looking for my successor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm not just, you know, saying uh, bye to him on my way out the door. So, um, so we started interviewing and and we hired Charles that you had on here before. Right. uh, It's been great. So I spent some time with him, uh, training him on how I've been doing things and what we do. But I told Alan, um, I'm not ready to go yet. I'm just, um, you know, in a few years. So he asked me, he said, what would you like to do uh, with your time here? He said, we want you to stay as long as you want to stay. And I said, I'd like to get back out in the field and work with the guys and and help train some of the guys that haven't been here um, very long. There's only one other guy on staff in the production that's been here longer than me. So uh, we've got a lot of new faces. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's true for a lot of companies. A lot of companies went through the recession, uh, either people left or they were relieved of their jobs because of the recession. And then as they started hiring back, they didn't necessarily get all those same people back. So a lot of companies are facing, you know, in the last 10 years or so, new people coming in. So give us a little bit picture of the staff that you're actually working with to train. Who are they? What levels, if you will? Sure. My initial thought, Tim, was to work with our lead carpenters. Um, I feel like in the whole production manager or, pr- or project manager system, that the whole key is the is the lead carpenters. Um, and we've got some that are different levels of experience there. Some of them, um, you know, are, are longtime uh, guys that have lots of experience and have things really um, down, do a good job with it. Others are uh, guys that we've promoted up that are newer and uh, they need some help. They need some training. And uh, whether it's um, uh, some of it is, uh, is mechanical skills and some of it is just the soft skills, um, you know, working with the clients and interaction with them, interaction with their um, subcontract crews um, and um, doing scheduling, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I've, I've got a lot of experience in all that and I'd like to, uh, take a few years here and share that with them and try to teach. Yeah. And so, so you're doing the, the soft skills, which you suggested like the scheduling and the people skills, but you're also doing some of those, what we tend to call the technical skills, like cutting, you know, coping and cutting, exactly. and, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. As much what as I can remember things? that I used to do. What do those things tend to be? What are those technical skills that you're seeing that you tend to, if somebody got to lead carpenter, it seems like they probably can frame something, but absolutely. Yes. But you know, in just in the last few weeks, I've run into guys that's like, can you help me with how to set a pocket door frame or, um, 
I need a little help. Uh, I don't have much experience on crown mold. Can you help me with that? So yeah. those are the those are the kind of things. Just um, just fine and fine tuning some of the the more um, a little more difficult things. I think I think too. It's sometimes it's those things that we don't do a lot of. In other words, you can be a carpenter with a company for a couple of years and maybe never set a pocket door, right? Because the jobs that you did just didn't have pocket doors or right. crown mold in some cases or whatever else. And so there's a lot of, lot of skills like that, that people need. So when we had Charles on, uh, he mentioned, and that, that, that comment that got me excited about getting you on was that you guys were working on a training plan. And so how did this idea of actually putting a plan together start developing and then I'm really interested like what does it look like is it you know is it just like hey today I'm gonna go see Bill and you know, see what we come up with or is it is it more structured than that well we're trying to make it more structured because initially um, you know the concept was let's just go help the guys and, and shore up their skills but when you really get down to it it's like okay how are we going to do that how are we going to schedule it uh, how are we going to structure it so that we can measure it? So um, we come up with uh, a plan to uh, right now, the way it looks is we're identifying um, four lead carpenters each quarter. Uh, we have four project managers. So we're asking each one of them to identify one of their leads that they feel like um, we're trying to start at the bottom of the ladder and uh, get the guys that need the most help. So we're asking each one of those to identify a lead carpenter that I'll be working with for the quarter. Um, at the same time, we uh, are hiring some, some new apprentices from one of the trade schools that are close by. Uh, so I've been working uh, with them at the same time. So kind of basically dragging them along as, as my helper and assistant. So as I'm going out to the job sites and working with the lead carpenters, I'm bringing this apprentice with me and kind of teaching both at the same time. Uh, so the apprentice gets to see a whole gamut of, of things, which is great for them. They get a lot of uh, exposure. And, um, and I get to learn a little bit about them, who they are. Um, and most of the lead carpenters, I've, have been with us for a few years, so I know them very well. But just getting on the site and um, asking the project managers to identify what skills that they would like me to help teach them. So, right. um, you know, some of it is technical skills. Um, um, crown molding, um, yeah. like I say, in pocket doors. And some of it, some of the guys just need help with scheduling and learning how to um, contact their trades on a timely basis and make sure that they're showing up when they need them on the job site. Um, so does, Kevin, does this take, does this take the form of every week you're at the job site with one of these four leads or is it, what, what, I mean, I, 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 I got the idea and I, I see that you have a like you might have a list of like, let's just say I'm one of them. So Tim needs these five things. And yeah. then are you like, how does it work from there? I guess is what. Well, that's it's pretty much it is. I'm going to the job site and um, and working with them. If it's some uh, scheduling things, that's something that we can do in the office, you know, right. on the laptop. Um, the apprentices, I'm taking them back into our shop and just spending a half a day with them on the miter saw and the table saw, and 
uh, the planer, that sort of thing, just yeah. making sure that they learn how to use those without cutting their fingers off. Right. And, um, but most of it's happening out on the job site, but it's, it's different than just going out and working with somebody for a month and, and just helping them get a job accomplished. It's, uh, it's more of going in with the mindset that I'm going to focus on training them um, on these specific things. So how is that different? Because that was one of my questions I wanted to ask was like, why not just the tried and true on the job training kind of thing where we work beside each other and you, you learn because I'm great. <laughs> well, yeah, well, there is some of that, you know, okay. I think, I think that that's always going to be a part of it. Uh, but I'm going in with a list of things that, you know, I'm really going to focus on making sure that I teach you how to do this. Um, you know, I may spend part of the day just helping them uh, with whatever task they're working right. on that day. And then maybe that's not really part of um, what my training schedule is with them, but I'm just going to spend the time with them. But I'm looking for those opportunities to really uh, emphasize the things that I've been asked to help teach them. Right. Right. Yeah. I've, I've often wondered it, uh, or talked about the difference, I guess, being a lot more intentional versus just like here, I'm here to help you work. It, right. It just right. feels like training has to be much more intentional. Yeah. And, you know, and we're still, we're still developing that it's, we're new at this. Um, right. You know, I mean, Charles has only been with us here for a few months and, uh, you know, part of that time I spent working side by side with him. So right. really only been, in this role maybe for six weeks. Uh, so we're, uh, but I've been thinking about it ever since yeah. we started uh, talking about a replacement for me, a successor. So um, right now that's where we're at with it. Um, we are documenting what, what those needs are that we're trying to go out and show them, teach them. And then um, we've, we've set up a spreadsheet in, in smart sheets is, is the uh, application and we do our scheduling and, and, things in. So we're trying to track it in smart sheets where I can document. Um, these are the things that I'm training them on. Here's how they've progressed, what they've learned uh, so that we can reference that for the future, you know, and others in the company can see what we're trying to do there. Cool. Kevin, are you actually, you're in the field with the apprentice. Uh, how are you, I guess the question, um, are you running jobs? Are you running projects or um, I can try to figure out how everybody's getting paid. Yeah, you know, no, I'm not schedule. really the um, I'm not really the the project manager or the lead carpenter on the job. Okay. Um, I'm just coming in as a um, basically as an assistant, um, okay. you know, to, to help them to do work for them. But they're still um, they're still in charge of running the job. Okay. So that's a that's a good dynamic that I'm you know I used to run jobs, mm -hmm. so you know I can they can ask me, um, you know, questions about, you know, what would you do here? How would you talk to the client about this situation? And, and so we'll, we'll go aside and talk about it a little bit, but I let them do that and I observe how that goes. And then we'll, uh, we'll talk about it once they've done that. Training all around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. I mean, cause one of the big, the big things is that observation because you can, you can hear about what somebody told the client. In other words, you can be sitting in the office and say, I told the client five times that I had to have this, that, and the other thing, and they still didn't do it. Whereas if you're standing right there 
watching that interaction, and I've shared this a lot of different times, if you're, you can see the client's reaction and you can see that they're not getting through and you can see that, yeah, you said it, but they sure didn't understand what you said, you know, and you just blitzed on right on by it. And so I think that's a, a key point to this uh, kind of training thing. It is, you know, a lot of times it's, it's not what you're saying, but it's, it's how you're saying it. Yep. And um, you know, and that's the direction you're going to lead a client in is, 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 is your attitude going into this situation and, and how you're, how you're talking about it. So one of the questions that always comes up is how do you pay for all this? Right. So, you know, uh, cause obviously if you're, you know, if you're going to a client meeting, number one, I'm assuming you're still getting paid. Is that right? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're going to a client meeting. Uh, you're observing that meeting with the lead carpenter. Then you're done with that meeting. Now you spend, it might be 30 minutes. It might be 40 minutes where the lead carpenter and you are both getting paid, but not to produce anything except the training. So I guess the question kind of comes up, uh, how is this budgeted for in a company budget? And then is this a, a job cost? I mean, in other words, when you get paid, does your time go into job costing for that job or is it accounted for in some other mechanism? Uh, right now, uh, my time is still in overhead. Okay. Uh, so we're not job costing my time um, at this okay. point. Uh, the, the guys that I'm training, uh, their time is job costed right. whatever task they're working on, you know, whether it's a, a, a pre-con meeting, you know, that goes into a project management or if, you know, if it's framing or interior trim or cabinet work, whatever. Um, right. But right now there, we're still job or we're still costing mine into overhead. Okay. Um, the hopes are that, um, you know, what I'm doing will, um, speed up or we'll see the, we'll see the fruits of what I'm teaching these guys. Right. Um, by lowering job cost. So really the only, I mean, it's just your pay plus the benefits and the labor burden and everything. Yes. Is the only thing that is an additional cost, if you will, to the company. So is yes. that right? Yes, it is. And we've talked about, you know, should my time be job costed? Um, one of the things that we look at is, you know, if we've got a job that I'm, I'm on the job helping to train and that job is starting to get over budget um, for whatever reason, <laughs> right. the guys are going to be reluctant to bring me onto the job for training. That's the first right. thing that we're going to cut is like, right. we got to, we got to cut out our training because I'm getting over budget here. So right. um, at this point we haven't uh, made a switch to job cost my time. And so is there, I know this is fairly new and I, um, but did did Alan and the administrators actually put a budget into the company budget for this? Is there a dollar amount in the company budget for training other than we just upped overhead by whatever it requires for us to pay Kevin? Um, right now that's as, uh, okay. as technical as it's gotten. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah so I think we'll be looking at, you know, the remainder of this year, we're going to look at what that, cost is adding to overhead and make adjustment going into next year. Okay. So are you seeing any, I know it's been a short time. Are you seeing any results? Are you seeing anything that you can kind of look at and go, yeah, this is, this is worth it. 
Um, I am. You know, the, the one apprentice that I've been working with up to this point uh, came to us, um, a great uh, energetic young man yeah. uh, with no experience. Um, he'd worked for a landscaper a little bit, but no carpentry experience. And, um, you know, I can see I, every day we have a conversation in the, the day about, okay, what did you learn today? And uh, it's, it's been pretty uh, rewarding to see his growth. Um, yeah. You know, still a long ways to go, but he's, you know, everything that we've worked on, I think he could do it again without my help. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's been rewarding. And, um, the, uh, the job sites that I've been working on with the lead carpenters, um, that's not been as easy to recognize, but, um, I think it's, I think it's going to work. So what we did just going into this, this quarter is we've identified those four lead carpenters that I want to work with. And I've scheduled those on my calendar. Um, You know, how much time I'm going to spend with each one of those. And and I'm looking at what types of jobs they're going to be looking or working on. So I can be prepared, you know, whether we're going to be framing or we're doing cabinets or demo or whatever we're doing uh, just so I can be prepared. uh, You know, I'm a little rusty. (laughs) It's it's still in my head. You know, it's like riding a you don't forget it, but you know, um, the old joints don't work as well as they used to. So I have to, I have to get ready for that. I, I was going to ask that question. Yeah. But, um, so uh, when you talk about, you know, learning how to train somebody, it's something you've been doing for quite some time as the production manager in your times in construction, but do you have a certain metric of completion or I mean, when you're going into this new role where training is the, uh, premier part of the, your job now. How are you measuring, you know, uh, where people are getting to, or you know, you need to work with Charles? I guess I'm just trying to find out, you know, how what you're looking for in terms of a completion for each piece of training. Okay, yeah. So we are really trying to be very specific on what task that um, I'm going to be training these guys on, and after my time with them we are just going to try to do a measure of, you know, okay, how are they, um, have they accomplished this? Have they, you know, do they have a good mastery of this skill now, or do we need to come back and revisit them again? Uh, So we're trying to, you know, just put a a grade on that and record that. So we know where we're at with them. Um, You know, uh, some of the guys are, you know, will pick things up very quickly. Uh, Some of them we may just need to revisit and, and keep working on it. Um, I don't see this as, you know, just a, a one-time go spend three weeks working with a guy and, and, and he's got it. You know, it's, yeah. it's going to be an ongoing thing. And, it, yeah. you know, and the task may change on the next visit to them. So we, have, um, so we have four project managers and each one of those have three leads. So, you know, there's, there's 12 leads. Um, so, you know, in a year's time, I should be able to get to spend three or four weeks with each lead carpenter. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Hopefully I can do this for a few years. All right, cool. Yeah. So have you started finding a replacement for yourself again yet? <laughs> no, that's a good question, <laughs> Tim. I haven't. <laughs> no, I, I'm just kind of joking about that. I do want yeah. I just want to mention one thing that you said about the apprentice, and that is at the end of the day, you just ask him what he learned. And I'm I just that hit me as, you know what? That's probably the most important thing you can do in training anybody and yet we don't do it 
you know, it's like, man, I'm glad today's over. I'll see you tomorrow. You know, that kind of thing as even with your lead carpenters, just asking them, all right, what'd you learn? Right. Because by doing that, you find out, did they pick up anything? And then what else do I need to kind of bring to their attention? So that we want to, yeah, we want to set that goal with these guys going into this. So they know that, you know, here's our intention. Um, This is what we're trying to accomplish. And and let's talk about it and see where we're at together. All right. So as we're winding down, Kevin, this has been fantastic. I knew it would be. I knew we'd get you on and we'd get you talking and we'd be able to, you know, uncover some some nuggets. I've got three or four of them written down on my page here. Um, What would you just like a final word? What recommendation would you make to other contractors or managers that are listening to this podcast about getting something going in terms of training? Well, I think every company has people with a lot of experience. And I think the key is just to, to draw that out and share that experience with, with people that, that need to learn that. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, it's a, a, a great thing you're doing. Um, I'm going to put you down for six months or eight months down the line. We're going <laughs> to get you back on and uh, we're going to talk about how it's going and what you've learned in the process. And uh, maybe we'll, uh, we'll have that follow up. So that would be great. So thank you very much, Kevin, for being with us. Thank you, Tim. So Tim, uh, you know, this is full circle. This is the third show we've had with uh, Alan and Charles. Well, Charles, yep. Alan, and and uh, now Kevin, it's, so I guess I ask you, what what started first? Because we keep, we keep inviting more people on. It's been <laughs> a, an incredible progression. But no, Kevin was, I mean, that's so eye-opening. And I think just, it just shows another company just doing fantastic things with training, but, you know, adapting to a situation where Kevin said, I'm looking to get out in a few years. And then, you know, they were able to put this in place and it's really impressive. I think one of the things to to remember is that many, many companies have a lead carpenter who is very, very good at what they do and they want to quote, promote them to something and they kind of push them into production management, but that's not where they ought to be. Or they say there's a limit to where somebody can go. And maybe this is another step in a company is to become the trainer. And I know everybody out there is going to go, oh, the dollars. Here's the simple formula, folks. Think of it this way. If you take what's it going to cost you to keep that person employed, all the benefits, everything like that, and you multiply it by your gross profit that you have to have as a, as a decimal. So if your GP has got to be 40%, you, you'd multiply or you divide by, excuse me, divide by 0.40. And that will tell you how much more work you need to accomplish just to pay for that one, uh, addition to overhead. And so by doing that, you'll find out it doesn't take that much more to add to the overhead or to the volume of work to pay for somebody to do this kind of thing. And so think about it. If I'm, if that wasn't clear, send me an email and I'll I was, Tim, I was just going to say, you're going to get questions on that. So yeah, everybody, yeah. you just say your email. So they 
Yeah, but yeah. I think the thing is we get we get freaked about adding more expense. Yeah. You get right down to it, it's not that much more. And probably by training people well, you can do that much more work. And it's based on a certain return, right? With everything. Yes. So right. um and you know, something that you told me a long time ago, uh when we first started doing this podcast, probably before, but you know, I can't find good help. It's said all the time. And this is the absolute opposite of that. Correct. And you mentioned something that I've always been bothered by. And I used to do it myself, but you bring on someone new that has a certain skill set that maybe you do or don't know, but you have them just sit and work with somebody and be told to go grab things right. and hope they're learning. You know, well, that's is- not finding good help. That you, We're developing good help in this process with Niels. This is one of the things that popped out with Kevin was just like this idea of pulling that new apprentice in. Yes. Now, again, how many people are thinking like we have the time and the ability to pay somebody and they're going to hang out with our trainer or what? We need them sweeping, dusting, shoveling, carrying, hauling, jumping. We need that because that's production, right? No. We're going to train them up to a certain level, and I'm sure they're busting hump at some point as well, but they're going to spend some time with this trainer and learn the ropes, and then they're going to be more productive when they get out on the job site. And I, you know, I could keep going, but just stripping it down to the soft skills as well. Oh, yeah. You know, and just not the technical. That's everything, you know? Yeah. And something yeah, and, and, and the, plan, the plan is the big deal for me here, too, is we've got X number of lead carpenters. We're going to approach it by doing this many every three months or every quarter. We're going to do this, this. We're going to put the plan together. You know, it's not just like, hey, spend some time with these guys and they'll be as brilliant as you are. Yeah. Because it well, doesn't work that way. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And this has been great, really great, Tim. So we want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. And remember, at The Tim Fowler Show, we're working really hard to eliminate it is what it is from your vocabulary. This has been another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com slash consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.